Oh, shit. Okay. What? All right. We're, we're just going to start. Okay. Let's get right into it. This is episode 12. Why'd you say, oh, shit? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. It's episode 12 of Beer okay. and Fear. Oh, wait. Welcome to the 12th episode of Beer no, and Fear. Episode, My name is Paige. Episode 12 of Beer and Fear. Oh. I start. Remember we go back and forth? Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's going to go this whole episode without knowing who I am. Oh. It's going to be a mystery. You're Paige, but who's this other guy? Who's this, this tall, random guy? dark-haired gentleman? With a deep voice. Oh, my goodness. Talking sensually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> episode 12 of Beer and Fear. Uh, I said, oh, shit, because I didn't write anything down this week. So oh, I have so no idea. Oh, well, let me just help you out there. Zach yeah. had his birthday yesterday. I did. He is a year older. Wait, hold on. What? And if you didn't know who I'm talking about, Zach is the guy that's talking next to me because he didn't introduce himself. What? So Zach had his birthday yesterday. Oh, shit. I did. He had a little get together on Saturday the week prior for his birthday. That was fun. I just brought, last I brought a frog. Mm-hmm. I was happy you did. The frog was the life of the party. I honestly. was the life of the party. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> Uh, you took the frog out of its uh, uh, enclosure and then it immediately jumped out of your hands and onto my floor where there were like eight other people standing around. I was so concerned that uh, it was going to get uh, squashed, but it's a cute frog. How's the frog doing? He's fine. He's doing frog shit. Henry? Henry B. Frog. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm jealous too because everyone was looking at the vivarium and I had to explain to everyone that there's still nothing in it. It's been a year. It has been a whole year now. Uh... Yeah. Uh, I told uh, I told my stepmom that, and she's like, "Well, maybe Paige can uh, get you a frog for your birthday this year. She got you the vivarium last year. She <laughs> get you the frog this year. No, he won't let me, Jerry. No, 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> I, I was explaining. I was like, yeah, I gotta. I offered already. I gotta get like crickets, and I gotta like give them light and water. And she's like, oh my god, crickets, light and water, and she. <laughs> He's embarrassing, right? Does Jerry listen to this? Jerry talks some sense into him. Oh, she uh, she did say she listened to the first like fifteen minutes of uh, last episode when we were talking about the beer. So mm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Thanks, Jerry. That's uh, it's about the amount of time that anyone listens to the. Well, your show. mom probably only listened for about five minutes of the first episode. Yeah, that's fine. Again, I wish my mom would listen. My mom listens here or there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even think my dad knows about it. Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, birthday. That happened. Had a little shindig. It was fun. Paige is on vacation for two weeks. I got an apartment. I'm moving on the 30th and then also on the 1st. I'm so happy for you. I am 100% helping. It's going to be great. I can't wait to move all my fucking animals. Yes. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm assuming no one uh, who works at um, the apartment complex listens to this show. So the plan is she's going to sneak all of her exotic animals (laughs) Into the apartment. Under the cover of darkness. Under the cover of darkness <laughs> without them knowing because they are 100% forbidden yep. at the complex. Yep. Uh, so so she, sh- she shouldn't be able to bring any of them, but she's going to bring all of them. Look, my plan is solid because mm. they're closed on Sundays. 
the apartment doesn't Ooh. face the main entrance and it doesn't okay. face the parking lot. It faces like a golf course. Yes, so I'm like, I can like Quasimodo hobble <laughs> them over the railing of our patio and hand them to my roommate uh-huh. and she'll carry them into my room. Flawless. It's flawless. <laughs> it's They'll be like, wow, they're just moving boxes because it's dark out. They can't say that it's not a tote. I love it. It's a flawless plan. You have enough, uh, you're going to have enough room for all those animals? Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm going to get like a shelving unit and just nice. stack them. Yeah, I'm excited to to check it out and see it. And, Plus, uh, my tarantulas don't need like heat or electricity, so I'm just going to put them like in the closet. Oh, boy. It'll be fine. Uh, that's super cool. Yeah, I was really happy when you uh, told me. You you uh, got approved on Saturday when uh, before you came over yes. shortly. So that was fun. Yeah, it was nice to see everyone. Um, I am one year older. Don't remind me. Um, He's but, being uh, dramatic. I had a good, I had a good week. Uh, very busy. He had a good run. Now this is time for an early grave. <laughs> uh, I had the whole week off, which was very nice. But I'm back to work tomorrow, unfortunately. And then Paige is off for the next. You said two weeks. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Um, besides that, nothing else new to report, really. Uh, we really uh, procrastinated this episode. Left it until the the very really last did. possible minute. Uh, I mean, I was busy all week, obviously, and then Paige was also busy with work. It was, from what I heard, kind of a shitty week at work, but busy week, maybe. More apt, but... Not shitty, it was just busy. Yeah. Saturday was a fucking nightmare before I came to his little party. I'm glad you still came by. Of course. Um, but yeah, I left this for, like, literally right before we started recording, I, I finished my notes, and uh, Paige finished hers before she came over, so... Um, they're Why kinda, am I the responsible one today? <laughs> they're a little half-assed, uh, so we'll just That's get into it. That's what you want to tell your audience. Yeah, it's it's great, and uh, just just stick around. Um, you won't regret it. It's a, it's a cool episode because uh, this is episode uh, two of Halloween Murders. Uh, we're going to talk about another person who murdered someone else on Halloween. A little more recent this episode, uh, but we figured do another one uh, for a spooky season. Uh, Halloween's just a few days away. I can't wait. I'm going to be working all day. I don't have any Halloween plans. Do you have any Halloween plans? Are you working? No, you're off. Um, no plans for Halloween? No. It's boring. Well, I mean, I'm moving a 30th, so I'm probably going to spend that time just moving boxes. Okay. You, you should move them uh, in a spooky fashion. Okay. How, describe a spooky fashion. Uh, like wear like a scream mask or something. Okay. Horrible idea. Great. So we're uh, just get let's get in the beer. Um, the beer that I picked uh, this week is called Dead Guy Ale. I was going to pick that for the first episode that we did. I I didn't know about it. Had never heard of it before. Um, I was shopping at Whole Foods uh, for my stuff for my tacos that I made, which turned out amazing. By the way, holy they shit, they were good tacos. They were good. Um, and I was at Whole Foods and I saw this display. And um, I posted the picture already. If you, if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you saw the picture. You saw the picture, right? I did. It was like an end cap display. It looked like a coffin, and they decorated it with black lights, and they had all these boxes of uh, this, this beer. And what caught my eye was the Bat Squatch in the back. I know. And um, I was like, wow, this is another, another beer by Rogue Ales. So Dead Guy Ale by Rogue Ales. We're doing them again. There's so many breweries. We did Dogfish twice. Now we're doing Rogue twice. It, whatever. Um, we already talked about Rogue Ales. Uh, they're headquartered in Newport, Oregon. They were founded in uh, 1988 in Ashland, Oregon. So this beer 
is in the style of a German Maybach. Uh, this is straight from their website. In the style mm-hmm. of a German Maybach, using our proprietary Pac-Man yeast, <laughs> Dead Guy is deep honey in color with a malty aroma and a rich, hearty flavor. Mm. Uh, so it's a Maybach style ale. I've, uh, I'm not too familiar with this uh, kind of beer before. Never heard of it. I've heard of a, a Bach beer before. Uh, Bach is a strong lager of German origin with several substyles, um, some of which are Doppelbach, Eisbach, uh, Weisenbach, and Maybach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bach is originally a darker beer, but can range from light copper to brown in color. Mm. Uh, Maybach is also called Hellerbach, meaning pale Bach. Mm. The uh, German style Maybach is paler in color and more hop-centric than traditional Bach beers. A lightly toasted and or bready malt character is often evident. Wikipedia says it's a Hell's Lager brewed to Bach strength. So Hell's Lager is a traditional German pale lager. Uh, Color can range from deep gold to light amber with a large, creamy, persistent white head. And moderate to moderately high carbonation, while alcohol content ranges from 6.3% to 7.4% by volume. The flavor is typically less malty than a traditional Bach and maybe drier, hoppier, and more bitter, but still with a relatively low hop flavor with mild spicy or peppery qualities from the hops, increased carbonation, and alcohol content. So a little higher in alcohol, uh, hoppier, spicier, um... We'll see how we'll see how it is. I look forward to it. It sounds good. Um, it says box are generally lagers. However, they were traditionally ales when they were uh, first uh, conceived. But Dead Guy is an ale, according to their website, not a lager. So I don't really know what to believe anymore. This is uh, I, we'll go with Rogue Ales on this one. It's an ale. Uh, it's uh, available year round. It is six point eight percent ABV. It is 40 IBUs and 16 SRM. And uh, we talked about SRM before. I think the last time we talked about it was maybe Bat Squatch when we did Rogue. But there's there's the SRM chart that I brought out last time. 16 mm-hmm. is right there. So that's mm-hmm. what it should look like. I think Rogue was a little bit lighter. It was like 12 or 14, somewhere around there. I'm sorry, what? Uh, Bat Squatch. Oh. It was yeah, a little bit lighter. It uses two row. C15 and Munich malts, pearl and sterling hops, and free-range coastal water and Pac-Man yeast. I'm not going to go into what all these things are. You can look them up yourself. However, Pac-Man yeast, as I mentioned previously, is a is a proprietary to Rogue Ales, and homebrewers rave about the clean ferment they get with this strain and how versatile it is. Uh, it received several awards, the beer, not the yeast. Uh, 2018... It received a gold award in the New York International Beer Competition. Uh, Also in 2018, they received a platinum award for the World Beverage Competition. And in 2017, they received Best of U.S. World Beer Awards, uh, among many others. One cool thing that they're doing with this uh, beer, uh, Rogue is doing a Paint the Can Dead contest. Uh, You can use... Is also from their website. You can look this up. Paint the Can Dead Contest. It says, use our limited edition blank dead guy cans as your canvas to create your own original dead guy inspired can art. Then enter your creation into the dead guy contest for a chance to win the grand prize. Uh, I'm, I've got their page pulled up. I won't read the whole thing, but I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, there's some cool stuff about this beer that I didn't know about. So 
They're actually celebrating... Uh, hold on. So it says, Dead Guy Ale, uh, Rogue Ales and Spirits flagship beer, turns 30 this year, and to celebrate, Rogue is challenging fans to paint the can dead by creating their own, own original Dead Guy can art. So this is apparently their flagship beer. Uh, it's 30 years old this year, 2020. It was first brewed for a Day of the Dead celebration in a now-defunct Tex-Mex restaurant in Portland, Oregon. The beer was an instant hit, and Rogue brought it to shelves in a silk-screened tie-dye 22-ounce bottle that featured a skeleton sitting on a barrel with arms crossed and a beer in hand. For the first few years, every bottle of Dead Guy was unique, depending on how the silk-screen ink was applied. Um, so this is pretty neat. Uh, on, their, on their website, uh, where it talks about this contest, you can see, um, I guess, different different versions of I guess maybe these are other submissions or what rogue employees have made. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it looks really cool. Uh, you can win a $1,500 cash prize and a trip to Portland, Oregon. If you go to their website, you can use the template below. If you print this thing out and uh, if you want to make it on paper, you can do that. Uh, so you cut out the, the label and then apply it to the can. Uh, you can also just uh, paint on the can, I guess, because it's just a uh, matte aluminum. And then uh, share it to social media on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, their social is at Rogue Ales, and they have a hashtag paint the can dead contest or upload it to their website, deadguycontest.com. And then if you're a winner, you can win that money in a, a trip to Oregon. I think that's really cool. We, um, we posted on Facebook and Twitter and the like, uh, if you want to use hashtag BAF paint, uh, if you manage to uh, also buy this beer, um, feel free to make your own artwork and then share it with us if, if you want to show us uh, how artistically talented you are. But I'm going to go grab the beer. Why is there a white can? Were you not listening? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he goes so mad. So, this is funny. Uh, there's two of these in the, yeah. in the box. We should both draw on it. We should. Yeah, it'll be I, fun. Do I have two Sharpies? I don't know. I need like color sharpies though. I want to like. Do I have colors. a whole art kit because I stole it from my high school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was cool. precocious. We could. Um, I could have this one here. Maybe I'll take it to work and I can draw on it yeah. to get colored markers there. And then you can take one home yeah. and art it up. Yeah. And then we can bring it back next yeah. week. And yeah, it's cool. Oh, that's weird. It what? says, "Want to chat? Text us on the bottom." You want to need text Rogales right now? What are you wearing? <laughs> Okay, what's the number? You should uh, tell them we're drinking your uh, beer on our podcast right now. And then shout us out. <laughs> this was uh, canned uh, August 11th of 2020 at 1030 in the morning. So, yeah, we got a white can here, but the, uh, the other can is uh, a black matte can. With that uh, logo I described, it's a, a skeleton sitting on a something, uh, and he's holding a beer, a frothy beer mug, and he's wearing a hat. Text back. Oh, that's rude. Yeah, that's it looks really cool. Uh, 6.8%, IBU 40, SRM 16, My Box Style Ale, and then it shows the little star on here, just like uh, um, Bat Squatch did. So um, the five-point star, it has malt, toffee, huddy, which I don't know what huddy is. Roast and bitter. Oh my god, that's that's so cool. They texted back. 
Um, that's funny. So uh, the stars are pointing to toffee, malt, and bitter. Uh, more so toffee and malt. Less bitter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, we're talking to Rogue Ales now um, while we drink their beer. Yeah, tell them we're drinking Dead Guy Ale. We're talking about their painted, Paint the Can Dead contest on beer and fear. So this looks like a really cool ale. Uh, I Bad Squatch was my favorite um, the last 10 episodes we did, so I have really high hopes for this one. Uh, we should, um, should crack it open. Oh, it says pair it with grilled asparagus, barbecue ribs, or pecan pie. Oh, I feel like I'll like this then. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, give it a shot. I do like this can. Cool. I like how dark it is. It looks really cool. It's very simple, but I like the... I don't think he's sitting on anything. I like I think the that's logo. Just, that's just his body. That's what I was thinking, too. But then it, it said in, like, originally the logo, he was sitting on something. What was he sitting on? Sitting. It says sitting on a barrel. I don't know. It doesn't look like I don't see a barrel. I like how it smells. Ooh. Kind of spicy. Yeah, kind of. I like it. Oh, God. Pretty dark amber color. I'm all foam right now. <laughs> oh, pages, pages foamy again. <laughs> foamy. What else is new? It does smell really good. It smells crisp. Oh god, <gasps> what just happened? What? Did you break a couch? Did I break my couch. <laughs> I like elbowed a hole in something. This oh. armrest over here. There's like an indent now. Oh. What did I do? That's no, fine. Okay. <laughs> Did you just drink that without me? No. Zachary no. Michael. I didn't, just, I didn't take a sip. I got some foam. It's fine. This <clears throat> <laughs> like slowest pour ever. I don't need your judgment right now. You're so mean. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like I bought you coffee today. You did. That was really nice of you. Expensive ass Starbucks coffee. Okay. Let's give it a shot. That's a good looking beer there. Very carbonated. I like this. I'm making my way through the foam. Hang on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> making my way downtown. Walking. <laughs> making my way through the foam. Drinking fast. Gonna have a bad hangover. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk now. It's good. Um, spicy. I can taste. And the uh, can says toffee. I can taste toffee. Um, yeah, it's bitter. It's not overwhelmingly bitter. It's kind of bitter, but it's not like super bitter. Not as bitter as some other uh, similar beers we've had before. Like when it hits the back of your throat, it's more bitter, but when it's on your tongue, it's not that bitter. It's got a nice, uh, crisp, clean, balanced flavor to it. I could definitely finish this. I'd probably drink it again. I like it. Rogue Ales just knows what they're doing, man. Clearly. And they'll freaking start chatting with you. Shoot them a text. Buy their beer like and then it. text them. 
<laughs> the bottom of the can. I like it. I wonder if they texted me back. Yeah, carbonated. Um, it is a good... Uh, I think I was reading something about Maybach Hales, and I think they're more common around springtime for some reason. Maybe they'll shout us out. But <laughs> but this seems like a good um, a good uh, seasonal... Uh, I, even though it's year round, I would seems, drink it whenever. Yeah, it, it kind of fit. Well, it kind of, I feel like it to me, it kind of fits the season now. I agree. Fall, but I'm just yeah. saying I would drink it whenever. Right. Like there are certain beers that I wouldn't drink outside of season. Mm-hmm. Tasty. It's very good. Good job, Rogales. All right. So last week we did a um, murder on Halloween. Uh, we said we'd do the same thing. So this week is on. William B.J. Lisk. I think it's Lisk. Lisky. I've been saying like Lisky in my head, but I'm pretty sure it's Lisk. I think it's just Lisk. Yeah. Um, so same uh, setup as last week. I'm just going to do a brief bit of history, and then it's mostly going to be Zach's episode with the actual account of what happened that night mm-hmm. and um, anything that happened further. I'm really concerned with this armrest right now. I can I don't know see what, that. I don't know what like, happened. Let me... Like I'm touching this side to see if there's like a dent and maybe it's like no. identical. No. Get it? Identical. Oh my god. <clears throat> That's weird. Okay, yeah, but um another Halloween murder. So unfortunately, I had to actually do work this time. Yeah, there was no Wikipedia there's article. There's no fucking Wikipedia article Gosh, for me to That always makes things hard for us. Just read verbatim. So from. I had to find articles. Actually I had to like go Look. to other websites. Oh, <laughs> So, like I said, I'm not going to go into, like, details of, like, the actual event, but um, William B.J. Lisk lived with his uh, father, his stepmother, and his two stepbrothers. Or actually, I think one of them is, like, his half-brother or something. Um, 16-year-old Devin, his wife, or I'm sorry, his uh, stepmom was 43 and his dad was 53. And then he uh, had his other brother, Derek, who was 23. Just to give you a history of who the people were. Just to let you you know. Sorry, I have to jump between articles and, like, find where I stopped at. No, 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 no. Okay. So, BJ had, like, a... (laughs) BJ had, like, a history with, um with the police and mental illness. Um, In early 2002, while he was 16, he was on house arrest. Uh, And that's also the first time that his father, Bill, had to call the police to come to their home. Mm -hmm. BJ had been threatening to harm himself and his father, had no idea how to stop him. Uh, When BJ, uh, when police arrived, BJ attacked them. The police? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, By 2004, BJ had started escalating from threatening to harm himself to attacking other people. In October, he got into a fight with his stepmother, Susan, hitting her. Uh Two months later, he was charged with criminal assault and robbery for hitting Susan and stealing her car keys. He was found incompetent to stand trial on those charges, which were later dropped. Uh, And then trying to get the help that BJ needed, his family moved him to a group home in Sandusky where he would get mental health treatment, but it didn't seem to be working. Mm -hmm. Uh, BJ was involved in several fights with his father when he went to pick him up and others at the facility resulting in the police being called three times. Yeah, that's that's what I read is that he he was actually staying at a halfway house um, for a while due to these problems. Yeah. So 
BJ's father, Bill, still kept trying to keep uh, his son in his life and out of trouble. Uh, Bill visited his son often at the halfway house he was currently living in. The week before the incident, Bill took vacation time from work so he and BJ could go deer hunting together. They had gone to the family's hunting cabin, only returning less than 24 hours before the incident. Mm -hmm. Family friends had talked to Bill often about him and his family's safety with BJ around. They thought that Bill needed to take precautions. Neighbors also believed it was BJ who had killed and tortured their pets over the years, even though they had never caught him in the act. Bill and his son BJ got back Saturday evening from their hunting trip where they gathered with neighbors and had a few beers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill didn't want to drive BJ back to the halfway house after drinking, so Mm -hmm. BJ was to spend the night. Yep. That's it. Cool. That's just it. That's the setting. He has a history. Set the scene. Set it. He has a history of mental illness and a history with the police. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of start forming your own conclusions as to what may have happened. But um, yeah, my my notes kind of started where yours ended. Uh, I talked about how um, I, I didn't go too much into how um, Bill was like trying to keep BJ in his life. Uh, still really cared about him. Uh, as far as I know, uh, BJ was Bill's only son with um, his ex-wife. It doesn't make any mention of any other siblings besides uh, BJ's step two stepbrothers. Um, and I, I think that was really, I mean, that's that's a hard thing to do as a as a father. I can imagine uh, someone who's got a lot of those issues, you know, trying to still uh, keep them in in your life and happy and things like that. So yeah. My yeah, my part started with um, that them taking the trip to the cabin. They went uh, hunting. Said they had a great time together. They came back the next day. That was that was October 29th. So October 29th, twenty ten. Uh, BJ's twenty four. Him and his father took a trip to the cabin to hunt, and then they came back uh, the next morning. And then on the night of the thirtieth, like you already mentioned, they had uh, a small get together with some uh, neighbors. Some of Bill's neighbors, because Bill Bill's living at home with Susan, um, his new wife, and then uh, Susan's two sons, um, Derek and Devin, at the house here. So they had a small get together. They were drinking. Uh, he was supposed to drive him back to the halfway house, like you talked about. Um, so instead, he was just like, "Hey, spend the night here. We'll drive you back the next day, whatever." So Derek is uh, living at the house. He's twenty three. And then uh, he didn't get along with BJ a whole lot, so they they just kind of kept out of each other's way. They didn't really talk or do anything with each other. Derek kind of just, I guess, stayed in another part of the house, just kind of secluded and, you know, stayed away from BJ while he was there. Uh, Susan's other son, 16-year-old Devin, was staying at his uh, father's home this evening, actually, the the night of the 30th. Uh, But he did plan to come back the next morning for church. So he wasn't home. That night. <laughs> yeah, you go, Rogales. You guys are awesome. They texted us back. Sorry. <laughs> they said, love that. Really appreciate it. <laughs> we're on a first name basis now. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're pretty buddy-buddy with uh, Rogales. We're pretty important. So, oh, that's cold. Go on. So that was uh, the evening of the 30th. Devin's staying with his father. Uh, BJ's staying the night. He got Susan and Bill in the house with... Uh, BJ's stepbrother Derek. Sure. This is how the morning of Halloween played out okay. for the list. Laid on me. I didn't look into any of those because I wanted to be surprised. It's pretty crazy. I'm excited. 
So, um, instead of like jumping around, I'm going to kind of just go in order, mm-hmm. like timeline of how mm-hmm. the day went. So around 6.30 in the morning, yeah. uh, some neighbors reported hearing what sounded like gunshots from somewhere in the area. Okay. And Derek also wasn't heard from since the previous night. So no one had heard from about around 2 o'clock. Uh, the, in the afternoon? In, yeah, the 30th. Right. So Who's no one, though? Um, I guess his friends or, you know, people, okay. I don't know. They just didn't get any texts or calls from Derek. So we got gunshots and then no one knows really what's been going on with Derek the rest of the day. Okay. Um, Devin came home around 930. He was staying at his dad's. Came home to the house around 930 to get ready for church. He was going to church that morning. And he was, I got a typo. He was surprised to I thought, see. I thought he was coming back from church. Uh in a second. Okay, sorry. So he came uh, home from his dad's mm-hmm. to the house around 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. to get ready for church. Okay. He was surprised to see BJ in the house because okay. obviously he didn't know he was staying. Sure. The two never talked much, yeah. and uh, Devin only stayed long enough to change into different clothes before heading out. Okay. So now he's leaving for church. But what was strange was BJ's questions to Devin before he left. He asked, where was he going? And how long would he be gone? Okay, that's strange. Mm-hmm. Especially because the two never... Talk. Yeah, they weren't uh, good friends with each other. So after Devin left, BJ left the home and headed back to the hunting cabin. Mm-hmm. He stopped along the way and bought himself a Subway sandwich. Okay. Important detail. What kind of sandwich? Um, it did not specify, mm. but I'd, I'm guessing roast beef. Mm, he seems like a ham man. Ham, you think so? Well, Devin, Devin returned home. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Aside from the ham. Devin returned home from church shortly thereafter, and he went upstairs to play video games. I don't know what time this was, but it wasn't until around 1.30 in the afternoon when he realized the home seemed uncharacteristically quiet. He went downstairs to look for his, his mother and stepfather and found them both still in bed in their master bedroom. The comforter was pulled up high over their heads. He started talking to his mom as he walked around the bed to her side. He tapped her leg hanging out of the comforter, then pulled the comforter down to try to wake her. Mm -hmm. That's when he noticed the blood-stained pillowcase. The first thing Devin thought was that his mom was playing a Halloween prank, pulling some sort of prank on him. He quickly realized that this was not the case. Devin quickly ran out of the home before looking for his brother, Derek. He didn't even think about his brother. He was just like, I got to get the hell out of here. Thinking it was uh, perhaps too dangerous to remain in the house any longer. Devin calls his aunt on the phone and attempts to explain the situation. She tries to calm him down and tells him to call the police, which, okay. If, (laughs) If you notice something's really wrong with your family... Something's not right. There's blood somewhere. You run out of the home. The first person you call probably should not be your aunt. He's a kid. He's 16. It should probably... Everyone knows 911, okay? Okay, he's a child. Not a child. He's a child. He's He's almost an adult. Let me tell you something. When you were 16, comparative to now, would you say that you are the same person? Okay, maybe maybe I have a different... uh, a mindset about this no, just because, because of everyone, my job. No, 
Because anyone who is in that situation mm-hmm. would be immediately going through grief on some level and be terrified. So your brain wouldn't exactly be like it's, 911. It's not my job to empathize. It's just, I expect you to call 911. <laughs> He's a child who just found his mother and stepfather oh dead in bed. Mm-hmm. Blood. Call 911. That's what the cops are for. Oh my God. Because then we're going to get a call from the aunt. And it's going to be like, oh, my God, my uh, nephew just called me and blah, blah, blah. I get that you're supposed to be cold on feeling robots. Or the or the aunt is going to call someone else and be like, oh, my God, what should I do? My nephew just called me and blah, blah, blah. And then this person's going to call and they live in freaking Nebraska. And they're going to be like, yeah, my um, my uh, sibling from Ohio is telling me that their nephew uh, just found something. I won't. I'll stop. I won't get into it. It's just, I'm a little bitter. It's fine. Um, but okay. I get where you're coming from. You got to put yourself in this, this person's situation. It's a very traumatic, uh, experience that's, that's playing out rather quickly. Um, some people don't have much time to really think about and, and plan their next moves. So, uh, authorities arrived and found Bill had been shot five times in the head and the face. Mm Mm-hmm. They believe Bill was shot first, and his body was found in a natural sleeping position. So that's how they came to that conclusion. Susan was found with three gunshot wounds. Uh, It appears as if Susan was awakened by the shots to her husband and attempted to flee. Searching the house further, authorities came across a locked door. There was no answer from the other side, so they forced the door open. Inside, they found Derek curled up in bed, facing the wall with severe blunt force trauma to the head. Mm. A bloody claw hammer would later be found inside the home, consistent with Derek's wounds. Due to police's history with BJ, like you mentioned, and his absence from the home, obviously he's not there. And Devin's probably like, yeah, BJ was at the house earlier and I just came home. He's not here. Everyone's dead. That should be that should be pretty obvious. Um, as to who perhaps is responsible. Uh, It wasn't long before police began a search for him, BJ, considering him the prime suspect, obviously. Yeah. They approached the family cabin that BJ had been staying at since uh, the murder and apprehended him. He was just kind of chilling there, I guess. Hanging out. BJ had entered guilty pleas for all three counts of aggravated murder and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. During the trial, BJ spoke emotionless. I loved my dad very much, and it makes me feel sick every time I think about what I did. I can't really explain why all this had to happen, but I think most of it all had to do with my mental illness. I think most of it all had to do with my mental illness. Well, see, I tried to speak emotionlessly, so... Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. On I read an article that said that it looked like his stepmother was sexually assaulted. That yeah, that that's debated. Um, because again, what they think is that they killed or he killed the father first. Yeah, it woke the mom up, and she tried to flee. Uh, couldn't quite make it out of bed before he killed her. So the fact that she was in like a, a different position, like her, like when Devon, Devin found her, her leg was hanging out off the comforter, like off the side of the bed. So 
because she was in a different position, they weren't sure whether or not she was sexually assaulted. I didn't go into it. They can probably figure that out easily by doing um, uh, bodily fluid tests or DNA tests or whatever. Um, it's debated. I didn't find a, a an actual answer. Oh, okay. Um, but you never know. Um, on March 31st, 2015... Mm-hmm. BJ, then 29 years old, was found dead in his cell at Ross Correctional Institution in Chillicothe, Ohio, from a self-inflicted injury. Mm. So he killed himself in prison, um, and everyone else died except for Devin. And I didn't really dig in too much. I googled him. Uh, I didn't find anything immediately. That was the that was the extent of my research. Uh, I wonder how he's doing. I found, I also saw something in another article. I know I didn't, I'm like, I didn't look that into it. I looked into some of it. <laughs> yeah. I saw another thing that they said it was speculated that the reason that he left Devin alive was because of their uh, relationship and making it as a way for him to suffer. Ooh. I didn't see anything about that, but that's an interesting, uh, hmm. Personally, I think it was just because that he was at yeah, his just father's and he wasn't, wasn't there. there. I feel like if he had been there, he would have unfortunately met the same fate. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, imagine the amount of guilt that uh, you have to feel. Oh, survivor's guilt? Yeah. And you were at church of all places, too. Like, geez. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. That's a um, that's another Halloween murder. That happened 10 years ago uh, this Halloween. Four days. Fucked up. Yep, that's all I had. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, Feels like it's a short episode. Yeah, it it may be a shorter episode, but um, these are. I, I guess it's a pretty. It's one of the more cut and dry. I shouldn't say popular. <laughs> it's one. I feel like it's one of the more popular Halloween murders. <laughs> if you Google, which is exactly what we did, uh, Halloween murders, um, the one that we did last week is probably one of the most famous and then this one was uh one of the runner-ups i guess but uh not popular enough yeah it's uh it's it's pretty crazy to think about yeah sad situation i feel like you should have looked into Devin. uh i i mean let me let me see if i can find anything by now right uh at least Devin. Because when I Googled his name, um, all I could find was other articles that, like, mentioned his name. Mm. I don't think I ever found a, a picture of him. Uh, oh, apparently their um, new name was Griffin. He changed so his it was, name? It was, no, no, no. It was... Uh, oh, the last name. Yeah. Uh, Devin Griffin, because that, that was Susan's last name, Susan Griffin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, there's like a story or a article that talks about. It doesn't look like it. It looks like it's all just like cases or articles about BJ. Yeah, and I don't know how how much you'd be willing to like come out and talk about your entire family being yeah. murdered. I mean, I'm I'm finding obituaries for um, the other family members. Like, here's an obituary for for Derek. Mm. So. Yeah, pretty pretty sad shit. Oh, he was a second degree black belt and fought in Italy for the U.S. Taekwondo team. Derek. Wow. He's twenty three. Huh. 
What did you think of the beer? I really enjoyed it. I um, I enjoy Bad Squatch more. Um, if we're going to compare the two rogales to each well, other. We're supposed to be comparing this to uh, Pumpkin Ale, the pumpkin yeah. head that we just had. Yeah, I got to pull that uh, spreadsheet up. But I liked it better than last week's beer, um, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. I, oh, I, yeah. I did like last week's beer a lot. Um, however, yeah, this was uh, a little bit uh, like a step above. Um, yeah, spicy, hoppy, a little bit bitter, not overwhelming. Um, a decent beer. If I ordered it somewhere, I'd be happy. Yeah, I agree. You know? So uh, I'm going to rate it higher um, than uh, last week's. Give it a four. Yeah, we'll give it a four right now. Uh, you were in agreement with me? Okay. So, how how do you feel about the beer? I mean, I I like it just for the sole fact that we looked at the bottom of the can and it said text us, and we <laughs> texted them and they responded. So hey, uh, mad respect for uh, for Rogue Ales. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I liked it. I thought it tasted really good. I um, usually not that big a fan of bitter beers, mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was pretty solid. Um, out of the two that we've had from Rogales, I will say I prefer Bad Squatch, but yeah, that was good. I yeah. feel like it fits with the season. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're both very different kinds of beers, too. Yeah. And this is our first uh, Maybach that we've had on the episode before. Yep. But um, I'd like to... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited to try more, more beers from uh, Rogales, too, because um, it sounds like they've got a lot of good stuff. They know what they're doing over there in Oregon. They have a ton Stuff that's been discontinued that I wish I could have tried. Right? Um, and I've always wanted to go to Oregon, too. I have a family member, um, extended family member, that uh, lives out in Oregon. And I've uh, chatted with them before. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're always welcome over. And I actually might take them up on that offer sometime because Oregon seems like a nice hmm. nice state. Um, dead guy ill. Sorry, I'm adding this to the spreadsheet. Oh. Um, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, maybe a shorter episode, but it's uh, like you said, pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope everyone enjoys their Halloween. Um, I mean, as as shitty as this this year is with uh, COVID and all the restrictions in place, I still hope people uh, have fun um, and enjoy your uh, Halloween weekend and stuff like that. Have a good time. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you try this beer too. If you pick it up, uh, remember there's two white cans in there that you can decorate and, uh, trick out with your amazing art skills. If you, um, end up, uh, creating something on the can, take a picture of it and you can use hashtag BAF paint or use Rogale's hash, uh, hashtag as well. Post it to their social media in order to enter that contest and win uh, money. Cause unfortunately we're way too poor to be able to give you any money for your, your artwork. Um, but we'll at least tell you you did a good job. I mean, we can do that, right? If they did a good job. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Beer and Fearcast on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. Uh, Beer and Fearcast at gmail.com is our email. Yes. If you want to uh, reach out and talk to us. Um, flights and fries, et cetera, whatever. Um, that's pretty much it. Nothing new. That's all I got. Yep. Another Another episode. Have a good day. Have a good day. Number 12 is down. We're doing uh, lucky number 13.